The United We Stand podcast is brought to you in association with Red Army Bet. We all follow United. Red Army Bet, the only bookmaker committed to sharing 50% of net profits with United fans. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and just driving towards Old Trafford on a beautiful sunny day ahead of Manchester United against Barcelona. And just saying that makes me excited. I know Barca are brilliant, but I'm buzzing for the game. I didn't expect United to reach the last eight. And now I'm driving here with a Catalan friend of mine, Mark, (laughs) who's come over from Barcelona. He's been a season ticket holder for years and he loves his team like I love my team. Uh, Mark told me that because he's in the home end, he's wearing a small badge um, from one of his relatives, his father. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, well, it's my, grand, my, my, my granddad badge for the 25th, 25th anniversary of uh, being a membership from Barcelona Club. Okay. Well, welcome to being the first Barca fan on, on this podcast. We did have a Catalan journalist on a few weeks ago, Paul. And uh, I'm wearing my dad and my grandfather's former watch. So that's going to bring Manchester United luck tonight. It's crazy how we do these superstitious things. I'm not even superstitious, but I just saw it this morning. And I said to my daughters, who were born in Catalonia, uh, who do you want to win tonight? And the youngest one said, Barca. And I said, come on, come on, please, please, begged her. She just said, Messi. I'm just really upset. You've lost her. I've lost, I've just gutted. I'm absolutely gutted. She's already Barcelona. You're only, you're only relieved it's going to be the Manchester is going to be the second team for her forever. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not comfortable with this. So, yeah. is this your first visit to, to Manchester? Yeah. Yes, it's my, my first visit to Old Trafford. I think that it's one of the... Uh, probably one of the, 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 one of the oldest um, with bigger history stadiums in Europe at the moment. Because all the rest of the teams has renewed or or even made a new stadium, I am quite excited, really. Are to you be. are you confident of Barcelona's chances in the last eight uh, for for the next for for tonight's match? Yeah, and for the game in in uh, Camp Nou. Yeah, well, for tonight for for tonight's match, I think that uh, we have to to hold the zero zero for the first twenty minutes. Hold. The, 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 the players from Manchester United and after I think that we are going to score in the second half or 0-0-1 or 0-1 but I think that we are going to beat you Your team are playing very well at the moment Messi's incredible even Luis Suarez has started doing well Yes uh, Messi from from another level it's uh, we're, we're going to miss him when he leaves football <laughs> but at the moment we can we have the la- we're lucky to have him to have him in, in our team since, since he was a kid it's one of the things which United players do you like? Um, Pogba I think that it's really good it's a good midfielder uh, with a, with a goal but for, 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 for what I've seen it's not really, really, really regular to 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 drive a team, and and I think that Brands uh, Brands uh, I don't remember the name Rashford 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 is going to be important to to stop Messi. So 
if you if if you if you as a team tra- can stop Messi, you have a lot of chances to to have a good result. Is it right that Barcelona charge Manchester United fans 120 euros for, t- for the worst seats in the stadium for the game next week? Yes, it is right. Is really, it, it's correct. Yeah, no, it's I, correct. No, I know it's correct, but is it justifiable? Is it the correct decision? Well, um, the thing is that uh, this, the, the Barcelona stadium it's uh, it's owned by by the memberships, so basically they are taking they are taking over the the seats from from a from a club memberships to give to the to the UEFA. So at some point the the club must must pay to for these tickets to the owners and, and move the people from one side to another side. So it's one of the things, the different things about Barcelona Stadium. It's a lot of money to watch a game of football. Yeah, it is. It is money. It's a lot of money. Uh, but you have to think that uh, there is no seats left in any match to on, on sale. Uh, the, the stadium is not always full. But even if it's not full, you, you have the right to go whenever you want. So... There's, there's a massive waiting list for season tickets, but the season ticket holders don't always use them. But they have the right to sell their season ticket for the higher price at the games they, they don't go to. Uh, not really, not for a higher price. The thing is that uh, we call... Siad Leon. The free seat. Yeah. It's, uh, because the, the, the Barcelona club, um, they, they wanted to have the stadium as, as full as possible. Yeah. And they they launched this uh, free seat thing that basically you share your 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 seat the price of selling the ticket with uh, with the club. But if somebody buys this ticket, it's yeah. still the higher price. From... Dep- depending the zone of the yeah. depending the zone of the stadium. But it's still the same price as what the Man United fans would yeah. be paying. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which for us for in sure. England is for sure. It, 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 but probably expensive. probably for Champions League the the cheaper the cheapest. Uh, the, the cheapest uh, ticket is Hanneton uh, Tony. Yeah. It's you... the most expensive ticket in in the entire history of, of Manchester United. And I mean, uh, your club does so many good things. Last week I went to see the Association of Former Players and mm-hmm. it's not been written about. Nobody's written about this. And a former player told me that um, they receive all of their money from the current first team who pay basically 1% of their salary to go to supporting the former players. And that can be money if they've they've fallen into financial problems, if they've not got a job, if they need money for an operation, if they need educational classes. It's fantastic. The support that... And and this was Guardiola's idea. He went to the first team 10 years ago and said, you really should be doing this. Yeah, this association, it was already existing before Guardiola... it's nearly 60 years old. Yeah, before Guardiola made this change but probably the, the best thing that he did he was to 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 get the funds for to to really help because they were helping us in the in the all the all former players they they were helping in in their possibilities and of course there is some of them that they can they have good jobs or but we are speaking about another another teams or, or not sorry teams ages of the football where Money was not that big so as now. If you played in the 50s, 60s, 70s, yeah. you don't have money. Yeah. And, and they were saying to me, and, and, and I didn't use all the stuff in the article, but you might get a guy who's got addictions, alcohol, drugs, yeah. who's 42, 
someone who's just come out of a divorce, their life, they've got no education because well, it's always been about football. For example, you have, an, you have a, a, a big example with uh, uh, Julio Alberto. Yes. Julio Alberto is one of these guys. He played with Maradona in Barcelona team. Yeah. And he got into addictions and he got a really tough life after, after uh, quitting football until I think that now he's a national team of one of these small islands yeah. uh, trainer. But, well, this, this, is, this kind of thing is what... Uh, that's why we call it that Barcelona is more than a club. It's the small things that make a big difference with, in this case, former, former players. What kind of welcome will Manchester United fans get when they come to Barcelona? 5,000 of them next week. I think that it's uh, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because uh, the last visits, uh, for example, for Olympic de Lyon, uh, the, the the bad supporter, it's, it's, it seems that it's back in football. Okay. And the police is taking really serious the 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 troubles that the five thousand. Uh, uh, people that's coming to the city, uh, they, it can be really dangerous, and they try not not to that that this visit doesn't af don't affect the the, the the city life. But it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, and really with a lot of police. So if they behave, there's no problems. But I saw the worst example was Glasgow Rangers maybe 15 years ago, and. If you're, you're drinking in the fountains and basically being obnoxious, the, the police... The, the, there's a strong anti-movement against this because tourism has become so popular in Barcelona, maybe too popular, but it brings social problems. So if, if your Airbnb's rented out and a group of, of stag from Leeds are pissing in the stairwell of your flat in the morning, yeah. it, it's, it's become... It's become well, issue, but I think most United fans will behave and will be welcomed in, in an amazing city and will yeah. have a good time. They, they will have a good time. The only problem, the, the, the only thing that I, 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 I would say is that uh, if they see a lot of police, they, do, they, they should not take as a as a as a as a, as a, as a threat. A threat, yeah. As, okay. as, a, as a threat, sorry. It's just now the way that the police acts. Okay. They try to box. The, all the supporters, and to it's to protect the city and to protect them as well. It's it's both sides. Okay. But it, it, and and of course it can be a little bit um, aggressive yeah. option for the police. But at the moment, it's the only one that seems that it's work the, the the better. What would you do tonight if, or what would the Barca fans do if we had a big flag of Spain? Inside what, the stadium. What, what I would do? Well, nothing. Uh, I think that. Uh, it's, what it's, about if the whole of Old Trafford sings "Viva España"? That beautiful song from the Iberian Peninsula. <laughs> well, Andy, uh, if I, I'm by myself and I'm, I'm going to be in a position that I'm not going to be able to to say many things, would, not even whistle. Would, the, <laughs> would this be really offensive? For the Barca fans. I, I think that I think that yes, and I, I could understand that if you if you were playing against Madrid, but playing against Man, Man U in Old Trafford, 
I think that it's another thing that uh, better things that the supporters from Manchester United can do. It's, it's not going to happen. I'm just I know, joking, I know, I know, but, but it would be funny if everyone wore sombreros and had inflatable donkeys. Yeah, but would be, but would, would, be, would be funnier if all the stadium would have free politic free political prisoners, prisoners and, and, and wore the yellow and wore the yellow ribbon that well, now it's forbidden in Spain. You can wear them in Catalonia, no? Yeah, you can you can wear it. But not inside the stadiums. So when you're, I mean, I know your family have gone to Camp Nou for years. They, yeah. would, they used to go when Spanish was forbidden to, Catalan was forbidden to be spoken. Yeah. So Camp Nou was one of the few places where Catalan was widely spoken because yeah. the, the police, the Spanish state couldn't stop it. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's the, the, the more than a club that we have as a, as a theme. It's it's more it's one of these reasons. It's as well this this one that you just said, Andy, that uh, it was one of the few places that the people, not even speak Catalan, that people could meet in more than ten people in a in a meeting because it was forbidden to be in a meeting of more than five or six persons. So it was a place that people ca uh, could express their without the problem of being watched by the police. You know that people from Manchester went to fight against Francoism and fascism in the Spanish Civil War. They formed the International Brigades. And tomorrow I'm going to take you to Manchester Central Library to see a beautiful monument in memory of the, the young men who gave their lives fighting against this in It's, Spain, in the uh, south of Catalonia, in places like... The Battle of the Ebro, because they believed that fascism was, was wrong. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that, but uh, I know that uh, from many places, from Europe, the States, England, came a lot of people to fight for the democracy in Spain, for the Republic. Uh, but it's a pity that uh, all these people now, it's forbidden. And it's forbidden, it's forbidden even in Spain. In Spain, or the, the Brigadas Internacionales, they don't, they don't have any kind of recognizement. One of the most famous books was written about a man from close to, to here, George Orwell. Orwell. Yes. Yeah. A homage to, to Catalonia. It's a great book about, about the Spanish Civil War. Yeah. And, and at that time, he was already saying what is happening now. Yeah. <laughs> he was seeing the future. <laughs> Madrid's a great city, though, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. It's, a big, it's, a, it's a big, nice city. It is. Well, yes. If I say Real Madrid, and the you, people, it's very nice as well. Yeah, in Spain, it's yeah. Spanish people are great. Yeah, and and what if I say Real Madrid to you? What's your first reaction when you hear those two very strong words? Real Madrid, club Real, de football. Well, not not not. It's it's just football. We I think that we should uh, take apart politics from sports. It's uh, it's stupid at the end of the day if we are trying to fight against. Uh, Uh, supporters or and fightings in the stadiums and violence. You, what's the point of mixing politics with football? But I don't think that it's the point. What, what, do you respect Sergio Ramos, for example? I, I respect it as a player, but uh, it doesn't mean that I like how it acts. I think that I respect it more as a person than as a player. And which Madrid players do you most dislike? Would it be Ramos? Would he be the one who embodies Madridismo? Uh, 
I think that no, but it, it's I think that it's good to feel the to feel the club that you're playing. Yeah, it's not a, it's not about uh, hating for because someone feels it's it's more it's more like the behavior as a as a player. You know, if you're if you're clean or you're um, I don't know how how to say fair. Yeah, if you if you are fair, it's not a problem. But when you when you try to play hard in a bad with bad mentality, it's what I don't like. And I think that Ramos sometimes it's a bit far on top of the law. When you see Spain winning European Championships and World Cups, yeah, what do you think as a Catalan? Uh, nothing. I don't have any feeling. Really? Yeah. So of course that I was happy that uh, Spain won the, the World Cup and the Euro Cup because a lot of players from Barcelona were playing uh, for Spain. But as a as a person, uh, I don't have any any feel. I don't mind if it wins or or lose. You think it would be the same if it was like France winning it or yeah. Italy? Yeah, or, or England. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I suppose that is like a, an English fan when he when sees uh, Scotland playing. Yeah. That uh, even if it's a that maybe you are happy because you uh, a Scottish guy that is playing for your team. It's playing for Scotland. But you don't feel so much special. Thanks for your time. We're just coming close to Old Trafford now. Uh, can I have a score prediction, please? <laughs> For tonight. Yeah, I hate these because it's always yeah. What the chances of getting them right? I think that uh, one two. One two. One two and and yeah, one two. One two is a good score for the, for us. Of course it is, getting an away goal. <laughs> brilliant. Honestly, I think this is the hardest game to predict. and I've had some good results predicting these, but Juventus and PSG both won at Old Trafford. Valencia were, were the better team at Old Trafford. What it was difficult to, to predict was uh, was the PSG-Manchester. Yeah. That was really tough. No, I think that, I think that uh, for, for us, for Barcelona, we have to, it's what I said, we have to hold the first 20, 25 minutes. It's like Coca-Cola, you know. Uh, we have to make to, to 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 wait until Manchester lose the gas, right? <laughs> and then in camp now, just try to destroy them. Well, depending the the result here, but I think that we always uh, try to to play for win. Uh, once we forget, it happens like in Rome last year. Yeah. Uh, once you when Rome away. Yeah. Once you believe about your result in in. in in one in the first match, uh, usually you lose. Can you remember the 1991 European Cup Winners Cup final in Rotterdam? Uh, Ronald Koeman. No, that was Wembley the year uh, later. I'm on uh, about the year before. No, it was against a team called Manchester United. They wore white in the rain, and United won two goals to one. Mark Hughes, who used to play oh, Mark Hughes. for yeah. Barcelona, yeah, it's true. Great night. We're yeah. not going to talk about Rome. I'm still gutted about Rome. I'm still gutted about Wembley. I love the job that United did on Barca in 2008 when Paul Scott oh, yeah. scored, scored that. Uh, I don't think United are going to go through. I'm going to go for a 1-1 tonight at Old Trafford. That's my head saying that. Really, I won't be surprised if Barca won one. But this is football. Anything can happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you later. Bye. 
We appreciate the support of our sponsors, including Harry's. Harry's story is that for decades, one big razor company relentlessly increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of their customers. So Jeff and Andy, two ordinary lads who were fed up with getting ripped off, started Harry's to fix shaving. Harry's knew there was only one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory. By taking less profit and selling directly to you over the internet, Harry's offers their blades at half the price. They're amazing quality blades, a half the price of the leading five blade brand. Well, what do you get with Harry's? Harry's razors include everything you need for a close shave. You get a weighted ergonomic handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, a rich shave gel and a travel blade cover. We've got an offer for United We Stand listeners where you can get started shaving with Harry's today and claim a trial set for just £3.95. So you can support our podcast, get your trial set delivered to you, including the razor handle, five-blade cartridge, foaming shave gel, a travel blade cover, by going to harrys.com forward slash united right now. That's harrys.com forward slash united. Manchester United nil. Uh, football Club Barcelona won. It's an hour after the final whistle and I'm walking away from the Stratford end. Paul Pogba has just gone through the mix zone and there are more journalists than I've seen at a game for many years. A lot of Catalan and Spanish journalists and a lot of them were trying to angle with Pogba to see if he's going to join Real Madrid but he wasn't playing that game at all. Uh, quite a few of the players came through. I just miss Fred, which I'm a bit gutted about because he usually stops for me and uh, he said to some of the journalists, uh, not, not quite yet in my English, which is a shame because I've, sp- I've spoken to him after several Champions League games this season. I thought he did very well tonight. I thought Scott McTominay played well too. And if I'm sounding upbeat after seeing United lose a match, then it's probably an accurate reflection because after 13 minutes when uh, some fella called Suarez from Uruguay headed uh, towards and past David De Gea. Um, I thought United are going to get caned there. Barca were dominant, really, really dominant. And I thought this could be a hiding here. But they wobbled a bit and United battled hard. And the two players I'd pick out would be McTominay and, um, and Fred, although Rashford's a threat. However, United didn't have a single shot on goal. I think they had nine or ten shots off target. So that needs to change ahead of the second leg in camp now next week. But I think people will go there feeling that while Barca are massive favourites after what has gone on in Turin and in Paris nothing is impossible. And Oli Gunnar Solskjaer said as much. He said it'll be a a bigger deal to win in Barcelona than it was even in Paris. Not that we thought that 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 could be topped. But uh, it's going to be very tough in the quarterfinals of the Champions League going away to a team who have won 27 of the last 30 games in the competition they're on a record run of 12 consecutive quarterfinals although they've not won the competition or gone past this stage since 2015 so it's going to be difficult and I've seen Barca work through those gears as to get better and better when they're at home but then I keep mentioning it Turin and Paris. Valencia can't really count that because United fielded a very weak side and 
they were already through and sense that Jose Mourinho had almost thrown the towel in by, by that point. So, need to win against West Ham because it's now four defeats in five games for Manchester United. And it's a very poor record. Cheers. Uh, but the focus will be on Barcelona. It's really important that the team play in the Champions League next season. And I think there's a spirit there tonight. They're just not as good as Barcelona, which is a shame. But who is as good as Barcelona? So I'm going to pass you over now to the, the lads outside the ground and get some of their thoughts from, from the game tonight. And then we'll be back again on Saturday with the next podcast. We've also got a new United We standout that's been printed at the moment. And that'll be on sale before the West Ham game. So if you need to renew subscription, please do that. It's post-match after Barcelona have beaten United by one goal to nil. What was a pretty weird performance in that you can't really slag United off. They played well, but somehow managed to not have a single shot on target in the entire game. It was a funny old performance. Um, we've got it all to do when we go to Barcelona next week, but if PSG's taught us anything, that we're never out of it. Stu, what did you... Be- oh, in fact, no, sorry. I'm with Anthony Shaw and Stu Edwards, <laughs> and I've got to go to Anthony Shaw first. So, Anthony, what did you make of the game, mate? I'm really impressed with the effort. Um, I thought, you know, they give, they give us um, the minimum that we expect, um, which is maximum effort. But I just think we're lacking a bit of quality, um, particularly balls into the box. And we're really poor tonight, and um, I, I was I was impressed with how we shackled Barcelona, and you know we were never out of the match. I thought um, we had we got into as many good positions as they did, but we we just um, we're just lacking, I think, and I think that's where you know we're struggling with um, our forward line and you know the service that they're getting as well from the fullbacks. I thought it was really poor tonight. That. Stu, what do you make of it? Yes, yeah, similar, I suppose. Um, some, some some decent performances. Um, some of us obviously could have done better in, on, on occasion, but overall, I think no one was in the, any illusion about you know facing any Barcelona side. And you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say they're as good as they were ten years ago. Um, but to to not give certainly Messi a kick really uh, certainly did have a shot. Um, and to you know, yeah, it's not great. We didn't have any shots on target, but I think they only had about one or two anyway as well. But it was it was definitely a strange game. Um, they could have certainly stepped up a couple of gears, no doubt about that. Um, but considering you know the starting eleven, which uh, you know everyone's a bit bemused. Um, so like at seven o'clock when the team got announced, um, you know we, we know where we are. We're under no illusion where we are. Uh, whether it's four, five, six players out. And six, seven, eight players in, you know, it's, it's going to take a, still a couple of seasons. Uh, so that's that's where we are. I think quarter final stage, we're lucky to be here, let's be honest, after PSG. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's that's really the, the, the sum up, really, of tonight's performance. Uh, what, did you, what did you make of Barcelona tonight, Ant? Because I'm torn between thinking that they just, you know, a bit of game management once they went 1 0 up and perhaps played within themselves. But I'm also thinking. If they play at Anfield, I think Liverpool would beat them. Yeah, um, I, I wasn't impressed with them at all. And I'm, you know, supposedly the, the, the best couple of teams in Europe have visited Old Trafford this season in Liverpool and Barcelona. And I've, I can't say I've been frightened to death of any of them like I used to be. 
you know, went back, back to like 2009 when we used to play Barcelona, you used to be really worried about them, didn't you? And even City at times, you'd think they'd cause you a lot of problems. But, I mean, I even watched City against Spurs last night and I, I just don't think there's many teams in Europe worth a wank at the moment. None, none um, to be scared of anyway. We, we, of had the, well, we had this chat before, didn't we? We yeah. said it was unfortunate that like in 2009, or 2011, sorry, we come up against probably the best club side ever. And you think of some of the sides that are about now. The standard certainly isn't anywhere near what it was a few years ago, is it? No, I mean, United have played, um, they played well against Liverpool, despite all the injuries that they had. They've played well again tonight, and, you know, arguably United could have deserved a point tonight, I think, um, in the, the, the positions they got themselves into in comparison. But I just think that United lack a few standout players, whereas, like, you look at teams like Liverpool, they've got Salah, you know, and Van Dijk. Spurs have Kane and Ali, you know. Genuine world class. Yeah, I don't think United have two players that... It's all right saying the goalkeeper, I know that, but... I don't think a goalkeeper should ever be your top earner. You know, I think a, a, a top earner means somebody who wins you ten matches a season. Someone like Mo, like Mo Salah's doing for Liverpool, like, um, and I just think um, like Aguero does for City. And I just don't think United have those two standout players. And most of the time, when we keep dropping points, most of our fans are getting on the backs of players that shouldn't shouldn't be playing fifty games a season like they are doing. Like, I know you're talking about there, Ashley Young. Yeah, there was a lot of groaning whenever Ashley Young got the ball tonight and he didn't have a good game at all. And I know he didn't, but he's 34 years old. He's playing at right back where he's, he didn't play his trade to start with. And he's playing 50 games a season and coming up against players like Di Maria. And, you know, tonight he was up against, I know he was up against Coutinho, but he's still playing against really good forwards in and around him as well. And I just think... Um, and he's expected to get up and down the pitch yeah. like like he would, you know, like he did 10 years ago. And yeah. it's well, well, to be fair, it's pretty bad when you're probably relying on Ashley Young as your main outlet, isn't it? Exactly, yeah, yeah. we've just said it's embarrassing. Our right-hand side has been embarrassing for too many years now, too many years. The full right-hand side is, is a mess. It's just non-existent. Um, and, and that's the reason why we, you know, we don't get decent balls into the box, and, and, and maybe there's a case for, for that Lukaku's not getting fed properly, uh, and, and equally down the left as well. Because if, if Martial doesn't start a game, there's, there's not a great deal down the left unless Luke Shaw gets forward. Uh, so it is, it is a big, a big concern that you know a, a club that you know we've we've always known, and you know great wingers and we've always had great teams with great wingers and I know the game's not about 4-4-2 anymore but um, United need width especially at home and we're just lacking that certainly down the right hand side just absolutely crying out for a bit of quality tonight and um, obviously well I can't think we're in a, that many positions where you're thinking if only you had a Beckham there whipping balls in you instead of what we did have I think the one that stood out the most was no doubt right back but I'm not getting on Ashley Young's back because you know, he shouldn't. He should. It's absolutely ridiculous the amount of responsibility he's got in our squad. Anyway, you know, I'd, I'd like to see us. We, you know, United had Darmy on last year. He was ready to go. Is it that hard to go and buy a right back as well as as well as Delo? You know, because he was never going to be ready, was he? He was never going to be the finished article this season. He never plays at right back anyway. Yeah, and there is that, and I, I could understand <laughs> a lot of United fans saying, "Bring, don't play young there, play Delo there," like as um, you know, but then. You know, he's Solskjaer's in a rock and a hard place there because if he does that, you know, he might he might not be as positionally aware as Ashley Young is, you know, um, when Barcelona are coming forward. So because yeah, he didn't really put a foot wrong defensively, Young did he? Just going forward, where yeah, exactly, he was just really limited, isn't he? You know, and um, I felt a bit sorry for him, but you know, he's 34 years old. 
shouldn't be playing, probably making around his 50th appearance now. Next year, hopefully, he can play 20 games and he can play our League Cup matches and everything like that. Well, that's what he probably should be, shouldn't he? Like, you know, a versatile squad player can come in in two or three positions, but not your first choice, right? But Yeah, precisely. Yeah, not, not just him. There's, there's three or four players like that. You know, we, you know Matter didn't obviously feature tonight, but we, we're moving slightly off tonight's performance, but we're talking more about the squad, and I think that's important because there are three or four players who either well, need to go or certainly shouldn't be having way as much game time next season because they are going to stop, um, you know, the younger players getting that important game time, which you need to get under, you know, you need to get minutes on the board um, before you've become like an established, you know, first team player. So whether that's McTominay or Pereira, you know, and obviously Chong and and many others who are on the fringe and I'm pretty sure Ollie's got that in in his thinking, uh, you know, come July, August, that he wants to, have four or five young lads on the fringes, and uh, but that, the problem, that, the problem you've got in this day and age, though, can you afford to let that many young players come? Uh, well, it's. I think you've got to. I, I, if, if the likes of matter, I even get on the on the pitch tonight, and you know, I think the game's passing the likes of matter. You know, he's never been quick as he, and he's got a great football brain, and you know, he, I'm not saying he can't do a job still, but at the same time, I think you've got to stick or twist. And for me, if it's going to stop someone coming through, who we don't know what we'll be like in 18 months, two years, um, you, you've got to go with the youth. And I think that's what Solskjaer's going to do. I think he's. I think he's, he's but do you, do you think the club hierarchy would take a season of finishing sixth again? Well, I won't. No, in terms of that long termism like that, because I don't think they would. Well, then you're going to have to spend 300 million, and and buy. Absolutely spot on. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to realistically hope. Well, there's a massive risk with any signing, obviously, but we've seen that with Demiria before with, with Veron. You've know, seen with plenty of players, but you've got to hope those three or four players come in and hit the ground running. Uh, well, so the fact that the last thirty have all been shit though. The odds aren't good on that, no. No, exactly. Yeah, and you know, Solskjaer's already said don't expect to win the league next year. We, we, we you know, we're still we're going to be 20, 25 points away from winning the league again this season by the looks of it. Um, but you know, whoever he's got lined up, a the, the, you know, they've got to want to come in, and that could all depend on finishing top four this season as well. So it's just uh, it's, it's not a good situation, is it? In fairness, the young players were the ones I thought that stood out tonight. Yeah, Fred, Fred and McTominay were brilliant. I, I probably shouldn't say label um, Fred in the young bracket, but McTominay, oh, you know, there's yeah. a lot of people, yeah. including myself, eating my words where he's concerned because he looked he looked fantastic tonight. He really. He's probably he been really our best player on over the last month. Yeah. He has. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, yeah. I, I, I could hear walking up after selling the mag. Everyone was saying the same two players. To be fair, uh, they stuck out. That you know, was that obvious? What that's someone and Delo? Yeah, I think it'd do. Yeah, right. Fred as well, yeah. Delo. Yeah, and Lindelof had did a decent shift. There was a couple of times tonight though where I just thought, you, like Old Trafford doesn't judge players the same, does it? Like um, Lukaku, if Lukaku did some of the ch- touches Rashford did tonight, there'd have been groans everywhere. If, if you know, and yeah. if if um, McTominay did some of the touches that Pogba did tonight, there'd have been groans as well. And I just, I just like to see us, like, um, you know, start backing some of these players because when we lose to teams like Wolves, it's not because the squad players aren't playing well. It's because, you know, our four, five hundred k a week um, players sat, sat somewhere. I don't even know where he is. He's even in this country at the moment. It's Sanchez. Sanchez, yeah. Um, it's people like that. Those are wages that where they should be winning us matches. It's not Chris Smalling on hundred k a week or whatever. You know, relatively low in terms of our squad. It's not players like that that are losing us football matches. It's it's the ones like Sanchez. It's like people like 
roll home. You the know, ones that are paid to be the game changers. Yeah, and um, United, I think we could learn a lot from the past in these play in these this sense as well. Because I mean, we, we got rid of Raphael and bought Damiano more wages. Who's better? Have we actually upgraded at all? Um, we bought we got rid of Johnny Evans and brought him Marcus Rojo. What's the point? You know, these are just signings that were absolutely pointless. And players who want to play for the club as yeah, well. Exactly. You know, passionate. We, we, we passionate. practically give away. Like Johnny Evans, Raphael. What what did we let Raphael go for? Two million. That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I know these aren't brilliant players, but the players that wanted to play for United, they were players that could do a job twenty games a season. And Marcus Rojo can't even do a job three games a season, can he? No. The, fa- the fans have definitely got some easy targets, but what did you make of the crowd tonight? Because other than the first ten minutes, I thought the atmosphere was pretty poor. You know, I thought they got on the backs of players even when we were on top. Dreadful. Yeah, I just about missed kick off. Uh, there were some flags. I don't know what was happening just behind me and my Stratford end. Was that? Uh, it was. Uh, some a lot of people were giving flags. Was it? Was it a bit of a family stand extension? But uh, yeah, I, I did see it. I don't know what it was though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we we know as fanzine sellers that we can you can gauge the mood of the crowd. And I noticed how busy it was at six o'clock. So, what I'd like to say, tourists. There was a lot of tourists in that crowd tonight, wasn't there? It was unbelievable for a, for a midweek game, especially in Alka. Yeah, people will travel to see United and obviously all Barcelona. Of course, they will. But um, I think it's fair to say that the uh, the, the ticket touts probably had the best payday. Well, the, the touts were doing tickets for three hundred quid. Do you yeah, think there's a lot? Of, do you think there could have been a lot of season ticket holders that have cashed in? Well, possibly if it's going to pay for half your season ticket. Um, yeah, I think that, I think that's I think that's definitely happened, and, and I don't know how or you know or why that's happened tonight. Um, apart from the draw of Barcelona, to, you know, to, you know, people want to see Barcelona, but it, it, there was definitely that 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 air around the ground at half five six o'clock a lot earlier than normal for for the midweek you know game when people are normally dashing from work and stuck in traffic for two hours. Uh, you, you could sense it was that type of game, and uh, you know, the mega store was probably a. Uh, Packed to the rafters as well, so and that, and that went, that, you know, that fed into the into the ground certainly. And after 20 minutes, and obviously they scored after 10 minutes as well, which didn't help. Um, but yeah, when you when you look at other clubs, and I know Tottenham last night was like new stadium and still in all the rest of it, but you know the, the place was rocking, and you know they had the uh, mosaic, you know, behind the goal, and it, it, it's just everything seems to be like putting us to shame at the moment, uh, whether it's the, you know the state of the ground. You know. I think it just goes in circles, though, because like when when um, Liverpool had had success and they went shit for a bit, their their ground was dead, and you know now now they're coming up and coming back a bit, you know they're they're on right behind their team, and I, I just think it's being spoiled. I honestly believe that half United fans that turn up at Old Trafford are complete spoiled brats. It's like, what what's the point in criticising a player? When he's the There's best, so much moaning going on. When when he's the best you've got in that position, yeah, yeah. it's not his fucking fault, is it? He doesn't even want to play fifty games a season, probably. So why don't you why don't you just support him? You know, try and get behind him a little bit. I don't really understand why um, we were so insistent on getting on the backs of players all the time who, who were giving everything they can for United. You know, they might not be good enough. I accept that, but you know, yeah. try try supporting him. The PSG game's probably given us some false hope, but have we got a chance of going through? I don't think we're out of it. I, I, I was far more impressed with PSG in the first we, leg than I was Barcelona. We are, or well, we seem to be less um, uh, less agitated as a team, I think, and less obviously stressed as a team away from home. Certainly, whether that's in, you know in the Premier League or in Europe. So, you, you know, 
sat here now, I think, yeah, we can score there, but at the same time... I'm, they tend to be a different kettle of fish in Norm Grant. They are, and let's be honest, not just Messi, obviously you're going to talk about Messi, but every one of their players, you probably only give them probably a 6 or 7 out of 10 tonight. They, they definitely didn't get out of second gear, did they? I think um, what they'll do differently over there, though, is... They won't try to force the issue like PSG did. PSG would turn them up and should have just sat back and let us have the ball. Whereas I think Barcelona would be happy to let us have the ball and beat counters. Yeah, perhaps. I, I think, um, oh, while, while I'm on the thingy, actually, while I've just remembered it, they're fucking supporters. How bad are they? Dreadful. I've, I've still yet to see a Spaniard in a decent pair of trainers. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, they've all got backpacks, haven't they? And they're, just, they're just nice people, nice. aren't they? They're just, they're just nice people. They've been seeing Messi a couple of times with his exit corner. Oh, it's awful. Um, awful. How many did they have tonight? 2,000? They just They are the worst travelling fans and, 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 and from, a, from a vocal perspective as well in Europe, I think. Um, they're probably very used to it in France, so aren't they? You know, they get to... Quarterfinals, semis. Yeah, year, again, they're spoiled like we are, probably more so, aren't they? Um, so that doesn't help either because you, you know, let's be honest, you'd rather have the four, four and a half thousand what PSG brought to Old Trafford any day of the week, wouldn't oh, you? How good were they, yeah? Yeah, you want that. I mean, you want that as a fan. Yeah, obviously, we lost on the night, but you want that atmosphere and that gets United sections going as well. So that didn't help either tonight. So it was a pretty dire atmosphere tonight considering, you know, we're playing. <laughs> You know, Barcelona. Were you compared to Barcelona 10, 11 years ago? It was yeah, like that, no, nowhere near, nowhere near. And it's that's sad, that's sad because, you know, I'm stood there tonight and, and you know, I'm, I'm thinking before the game, I'm, I'm stood there thinking this could be the last time I see Messi play. I'm not going next week. And, you know, this could be the last time I see Lionel Messi play. And, you know, you have to, you have to cherish these moments, but it wasn't a great... see the little dick <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a great spectacle, and it's a shame because, you know, I'd rather that game... I'd rather lost 4-3 tonight than, than what we've just seen, really. Going back to again, was there any United players did stand out for you tonight? Yeah, um, McTominay and Fred for me, and um, to an extent, I do like... There's something about lot, and I can't really put my finger on it, but I really like him. And I can't really figure out what, what it is that I like about him. There's still a rawness to him, isn't there? Yeah. He, you know, he's, he's got a bit of energy about I him. I think it's his, his running. Because, he, he, you know, he's, he could improve his touch. You know, he's, but he, I think it's his running and his um, power and his strength. I, th- I think he's a bit of um, an anvil on that side, you know, when he starts playing. But I think he, well. Yeah, he could be a good... I think he could be a good right-back, but I think Solskjaer's worried about his positional sense at the moment, isn't it? So I don't want to actually... Certainly in a game like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's the, the plan. I think he's playing him there. Is it plays him on the, the wide as extra protection for somebody on his side that we might struggle? That's what we've just been saying. Yeah. He, he's got to be, straight away. You'd think he's looking at playing twenty five games next season. But if he's going to play right side, then that's then he's, the likes of Matter have got to go, haven't they? Because he's going to he's going to stop him playing and progressing. So in eighteen months' time, you, you're going to see the real player if he, if he matures and he learns. You know, and he, and he gets an established position, and obviously, an established fullback behind him, in particular. You know, it's only like the Gary Neville and Beckham thing. You know, you, you've got to get that relationship going, haven't you? So, are you giving your man a match tonight? Um, I'll probably just about give it Fred. Me. I'm going with uh, McTominay for me. Uh, I just think you know, again, similar like he has in the last two or three games. He's he's just not done anything wrong, he, and we know he's not going to. Do things maybe that we want, you know, our midfielders to do creativity-wise and things. But it, 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 it's certainly passionate. He's put a lot of good tackles in tonight. Possibly could have won a penalty. He, he, he's trying to get into the box as much as he can. 
He's certainly trying to get into the box more than Pogba at the minute. So, you know, that, that, that we do, we, we've done a lot of this comparing, you know, kids and young players and people who are passionate and against people who are paid stupid money and, you know, we've paid a lot of money for. And that's a classic example for me. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not He was gonna... very quiet tonight, Pogba. Oh, that's the worry, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you want him to, you want him to, you know, not, not I'm not saying expect him to score two goals and completely boss the midfield, but you, you want him to have more an effect than what, than what he did tonight. It, 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 what, what, you couldn't really, I'm going well, to ask you, what, what did he do tonight? Well, I'm, I'm starting to, try, I'm trying to think now of like a time when the last time that Rashford and Pogba turned it on in a big game, and it's quite a while now, I think Rashford was Liverpool City away. It would probably be Chelsea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. City away last year. <laughs> yeah, in the FA Cup, they played well in the FA Cup, didn't they actually? Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, but, yeah, but you, you're picking one or two games. Surely they must be due now, you know, against City in two weeks' time. Yeah. To, to turn it on, because I, I think it's about time. There's definitely a lack of uh, consistency there. I'm going to go on McTominay as well, so he gets the... Uh, Sellers man of the match today. Just wrap it up with um, a little chat about the game on Saturday, which obviously wedged in between two games against Barcelona. We'll go under the radar a little bit, but it's a massive game for United and a must win one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, who have we got? <laughs> West, West Ham and Letterman. West Ham. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, well, yeah, now. Um, I, I, I don't think it's over because I think I've, Arsenal have got. I was looking at Arsenal's running and I think they've got some right. Shit away fixtures for them. Do you know, like, I think they've got Watford at week. They've got to go Watford, Leicester, and Wolves. Burnley. Wolves and Burnley as well. Yeah, yeah. and I I think um, think we could really catch them as long as we win our own games. And um, it's the Everton away City at home. It's the Chelsea. We need to win one. Forget Arsenal. What about Chelsea? It's the Chelsea. I think we can beat Chelsea at home. Possibly. We might have to if we are are thinking about finishing fourth. That that could be be the one. I think we have to get four points from City at home and Everton away as well. If we don't win on Saturday, is that can we kiss goodbye to four? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to say yeah because I've, I've, I've said it since the Wolves game really that we've uh, we've shit fourth spot really. Um, Tottenham, are, you know, playing well, and then obviously yeah, it's Arsenal and Chelsea. So we like six spot spot though, don't we? We do like six spot. Seems to be. Uh... Seems to be that, <laughs> we'll wrap it up with that. We'll have someone back from the uh, the game at West Ham on Saturday. Be the podcast sellers again. Um, Thanks for listening to us, and we'll see you soon. Red Army Bet Ambassador and United fan Anthony Queller's WBA and WBO world title fight at the Staples Centre in LA, Red Army Bet are offering some enhanced odds. For Queller to beat Vasil Lomachenko and for United to beat West Ham on the same weekend, Red Army Bet are offering enhanced odds of 34 to 1. For the latest specials ahead of the fight, head to redarmybet.com.